Broadcasting live from our satellite studios in Chicago, Illinois, it's time for the special on-the-road edition of Learning Insights, featuring learning professionals who are improving performance and driving business results. And we are back with another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. Stone Peyton, Lee Cantor here with you, and we're broadcasting live from Chicago and we are working with our friends over at Training Pros, and we have had some very informative conversations through the uh, first part of the day, and it looks to me like the afternoon's going to be no differently. I know. I'm excited about this case. Yeah. In this segment, we have with us partner with Mercer, Global Chief Talent and Inclusion Officer. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast, Miss Jill Zimmerman. How are you? I'm great today. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Now, for the two people out there who aren't familiar with Mercer, can you share a little bit about what you guys are up to? Oh, well, Mercer is a global consulting company, and we consult in talent, health, investment, and retirement. So we look after the health, wealth, and financial well-being and talent well-being of our clients. She's answered that question before. (laughs) That was incredibly eloquent, I thought. It sounds like a a pretty important job in a pretty important company. So now, um, when you're introducing career development into an organization, can you share a little bit about what are the must-haves and what are the things maybe you shouldn't have? Ah, well, that's good. It's a favorite topic of mine is career development. And I think there's some, you know, you can overcomplicate it or keep it simple. And I think one of the key ingredients is to keep it simple because it's really not that complicated. <laughs> so, to you, you're, you're the, <laughs> you're the expert. Yeah. Of course, yeah. not. Of course <laughs> not. So there's one of the models of career development that I really like is a simple one. If you can envision three overlapping circles, um, one is focused on you as an individual and your strengths, what you're good at. Okay. Another one is focused on your interests, what you like to do. And the third, which is actually equally critical, is by the way, you work in a business and what does the business need? Oh, so, well, there's an idea to yeah. factor that <laughs> so, in. That's so the alignment, that's probably important, right? It's, yeah, <laughs> it's big. It's big. So, so now, um, do you find that some organizations don't focus on the employee's strengths, but maybe try to work on their weaknesses too much and that? frustrates both the employee and the employer see i have an aunt like that you do you do <laughs> she well i had and she would focus a little more on the weaknesses and, and, I, and her heart was in the right place <laughs> and unfortunately my, my parents though were much more positive they really did focus on strengths so what which camp are well, you doesn't in? everyone always well i like to focus on strengths i think it's a glass half full glass mm-hmm. half empty thing but um i think you know a lot of times it is a conversation about weaknesses and where what's and that even a applies when you're having a performance discussion Mm -hmm. so a lot of times people will say well here's the job and by the way you're not doing x so you gotta you know pick it up right so this is a very different conversation this is about here's the job here's the business need whether it's current or future uh this is what you're really good at and um you know, let's think about your strengths and how do we leverage them. And by the way, do you even like doing this? Because we could find something else that you might like doing. Um, and if you kind of look at the overlap of those three things, that's the sweet spot. 
That's a sweet spot right. for the company because you're going to have motivated people. And that's the sweet spot for the individual because, you know, they're bringing to bear their best. Right. Uh, and they're, they're not frustrated and they're doing things they enjoy and they're good at. So they're, you know, doing it more and better. Exactly. So now exactly. do you, so your organization, that's the philosophy because that sounds wonderful. Like who wouldn't want to be involved in a company like that? Well, yeah. So then you have to teach people how to have these conversations. Right. Um, and also think about the ownership of that conversation. So, uh, for example, the individual needs to own the conversation. And I think a lot of times people, if you even, you know, I, I do a lot of individual coaching around careers and development. And one of the first things I ask people is, what are your strengths? And believe it or not, that is a very hard question for people to answer. They all know their weaknesses. They all know their weaknesses. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> no, that really? That's true? True. Try it. Try it next time. Talk to your, whose aunt was it? It was one of your aunts. Right? Lying, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they know that. They say, well, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at this. I'm like, okay, but what are you good at? You know, what are your strengths? And then, you know, it's even harder when you say to someone, well, what do you like to do? So it's the, it, the people need to get to know themselves, but they also have to understand the context within which they sit, which, which is the business. Um, and then I think you have to build it into the, ongoing, uh, let's call it the people management processes that you have in an organization. So it, uh, what that means is, you know, you have performance discussions. Um, can you tie a development discussion into the performance discussion? Because if you do that, you're going to ultimately get higher levels of performance. Because, again, you're tapping into the strengths, the interests, and the business right. needs. So now, how, does, how important is just choosing the right person to work at the organization? Like, isn't it easier to, when you culturally have a type of person that, you're, that works best in your environment, isn't it easier just to choose the right person rather than cast a wide net and then f fix the... Whatever you got. Well, that's an interesting question because, uh, and to me, that speaks to the diversity element, really. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're, we're a little bit, you know, going to a broader sphere, but I think it's very relevant. Um, when you are looking at the criteria for a job and you're trying to fill the job, whether you're filling it inside the company or from outside the company, you really need to think about what are the core competencies needed for the job? What are the skills what are the competencies that are very relevant and essential for the job? So these are like non-negotiable. The non-negotiables. Right? Um, and, you know, different jobs, it Have varies. Have different things, sure. But what I think people miss, and I think this is, this is uh, they're not optimizing um, what's available to them, is that the person shouldn't necessarily have exactly the same communication style as you because you, you really actually want difference because you're going right. to get... We already have you. You already well, have well, 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 another, another one. One, of you. one is way, like way, <laughs> way But that can be a trap, enough. right? To hire in your own image? Yeah, and everyone does that. Natural yeah. human nature. <laughs> right. So you have to kind of think, well, uh, you know, let's say I'm in, I'm in the consulting business and I'm filling it, what I am in the consulting business and I'm trying to fill the job. I don't necessarily need someone to come from the consulting industry it's actually probably going to be better for me to get somebody from a different industry um, probably professional services of some kind but they're going to bring new ideas and a mm -hmm. different approach and that's going to actually make us better 
Um, and I think too often people are looking to hire either in their image, as you said, or uh, people that are similar in personality and style, or people that are like, I need this person exactly with these 12 things. And by the way, really only six of them are critical. There's other things people can learn on the job. And you have to kind of know the difference. What can you learn on the job? And what do you have to come equipped with? Now, is this something that is a Mercer thinking, or do you think this is kind of... This, this is, is the not, Zimmerman method. Uh, this is the Zimmerman method. But is it, is, is it, because um, some companies, <laughs> some companies believe, look, I just want the right attitude. I'll train them on how to do their job. And then other people are saying, look, I would need them to come equipped, ready to, to go with, run with the, you know, the get here and start with the, on the ground running. So, yeah, I, I personally believe, and this is after like a gazillion years when I started when I was 10 uh, <laughs> of doing this, that that is a best practice. Uh, I think it's not a, I think you have to teach people that because they always look for that perfect, every single set of criteria has to be identical. And what you're missing is that opportunity to develop um, an individual, even mm -hmm. even an internal uh, movement within a company, it's an opportunity for someone who comes from another line of business, but maybe they've got, you know, let's just use Mercer as the example. Someone moving from a, one line of business to another, they know the consult, you know, what are the core things they really need? You know, they need to be a good consultant. They need, to, you know, the fact that they know the company is hugely you know, that's going to propel them much faster than bringing right. someone in from the outside. You know, they need to have relationships. Um, you know, they need to be able to communicate effectively. But the thing they don't know is the business. To me, think about it. It's a lot easier to learn the business than it is to learn how to be an effective communicator or a good consultant right. or build or a relationship builder. So you have to kind of get people to think, what are the things that it's, it, take, it will take years to develop those other skills? It will not take that long to teach the new business. And that's true in every company. And, and it's a mindset that you actually have to teach to the leaders, and then you have to demonstrate success stories. And then with each success story, you get the buy-in because they're like, wow, you know, I hired Lee. He came from the radio industry. I didn't think he could work in a consulting company, but he's brought these great ideas, things we never thought of before. Mm -hmm. And that is enriching. Um, it's more innovative. It brings, you know, gets, it, it motivates other people. You don't want a group of people to be all exactly the same. Right. That they all came from, we hired all these consultants that work for this big consulting firm and now they're part of our firm. So look at us, you know, like it's better to get this whole diverse group of people from lots of walks of life from different experiences and that makes it a richer environment in your organization. And everybody learns. Right, everybody benefits. benefits. Everyone benefits. The other individuals you're, that are working with that person and the company benefits. Right. And by the way, the individual benefits because they're bringing new thinking to an already existing situation. Right. Now, you mentioned, I think, earlier in the conversation that you work with individuals on their career planning. Did I hear that properly? You do. You did. All right. So <laughs> there's, a, I mean, it just occurs to me there's this very strong, I don't know, therapist dimension to your work. So one-on-one, -on -one, you're helping me think through my career at Mercer, if I'm... Well, it's... Okay, so I would kind of say the one-on-one -on -one is my personal hobby and my personal passion. <laughs> okay. But I, but I would say that... We, you know, my role at the at this company and, and prior companies that I've been at is to um, create the approach to development 
and not just career development, but you know your just own development. Your development. So whether that's like so whether that's giving out the model or getting clear about what are the critical competencies that somebody has to have to be successful in a particular organization, and the competencies are different in this organization than they were in my prior organization because they're very specific to the business strategy. Um, we're equipping people with these tools and resources. So just as an example, uh, at Mercer, we have, I think, some done some very innovative things. You know, usually you hear the term mentors, people getting mentors to help right. them develop. Um, we have this concept that came about out of our retirement business called creating your own personal board of directors. And it's kind of like creating a board of directors for uh, an organization. What is and think about what a board of directors does for any yeah. organization. It's an advisory group right. with different perspectives. Sure. So we teach people to create your personal board of directors, and that can be everybody from it, number one. It could be three hundred and sixty. Somebody more senior than you, less senior than you, a peer. It can be a family member. It can be a friend. It can be former colleagues. On my list of personal, I have like fifty board of directors. I need a lot of help. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Really, and on it, really, like I even I have I have, for example, my husband is on it, and why is he on it? Because he's not in HR, and whenever I'm creating something, I show it to him, and I and I call it the husband test, meaning <laughs> if he can understand what in the world I'm talking about, then I guess it'll work in the company because I'll show him something, and he'll say, and this is for 30 years, the poor guy, but like he'll he'll else he'll I'll show him or I'll present it or I'll practice, and he'll say. I don't even know what you just said. Like, that's total HR jargon. And I'm like, really? You know, <laughs> okay, let me try it again, you know? And so, so, but he is an important part of my board of directors, right? Right. Um, and I have, I have former, um, former colleagues, former bosses, and, and I, you know, I, I reach to them for different um, uh, coaching, advice, Right, insights. depending on what you need, right? And they're all good at different things, and, and they, they reach you know, back to me for, you know, for things that, that I can hopefully be helpful to them with. What that, a creative, innovative a, idea. Now, do you have people that are, wow, that person wrote a book that I was really impressed with. I think I'm going to reach out to them. Like, are they people that are kind of not like a friend or an acquaintance, but somebody that. Well, actually, it's an interesting point that you make because what I teach people, and so so here's kind of the my my um, hobby, if you will, or my personal <laughs> passion. So because I do this work professionally, and I'm a IO psychologist by education, that means organizational psycho industrial mm -hmm. organizational psychologist. Um, I you know I, I I'm always offering to help friends. My ch my poor children my <laughs> don't even ask um, what they get from me about career advice and coaching. Um, I have three adult sons, and you know I'm always coaching them on their career, but they appreciate it. And and um, I coach their friends and you know people at work. Uh, for example, we do we did this. Um, we have, we have a, a group of rising professionals. Rising professionals meaning younger, you know, in the workforce, like up to probably seven years, mm -hmm. so kind of newer. And we do this uh, thing called the Breakfast of Champions, where we bring them together for breakfast. Just right, as how it many? Sounds. Whoever's in the office, we do it in our different offices around the globe. And we have different presenters, not just me, but actual like business leaders. And one of one of the topics was career. And so people, we use this thing called a career map, which is like a one page with, with kind of fun pictures where you can show 
um, an individual's career progression from one step to the next. And what you end up seeing, because everyone, when you're new in your career, you think, oh, it's just this step, this step, this step. And, and it never works like that, right? And the steps are going up. Not all mine go up. I mean. Oh, no. It's over the river and through the woods and exactly. you know, around the tree and back down and you know across the globe. And I mean, it's mm-hmm. it doesn't work like that. It's, right. And so when you see you know high-level people who have had long, successful careers and you see you know they're sharing well first i did this then i did this this was a mistake you know then right. i moved down then i moved up then i moved laterally right. all of a sudden they see this reality um based mm. on people's stories mm-hmm. in one page and they're like wow you know i thought it was just next step next step right. next step and so so out of that like people will reach out to me after those you know meet on meetings and they'll say oh you know because I'm encouraging them. I'm saying, like, you know, get a board of directors. And you so know. you're the first call. So I get calls, <laughs> which I love. And um, I sit down and I say, you know, what are your strengths? What are your interests? I right. connect them to people. And I teach them to go out and what what I like to term, and this comes from a friend of mine who is the guru of career development, Nettie Spiewak. I teach them to do informational interviews. So what does that mean? It means that you reach out to people that have, that you're interested in learning more about either what they do or if it's a book or um, how I got to be the adjunct faculty at Lake Forest as I reached out to someone I didn't know just to tell me more. And it's informational. You're not like going to to say, give me a job or do you have a job? You're just saying, tell me what you do. Um, How did you get here? What do you like about it? Uh What do you hate about it? You know, um, that's, that's the approach. And so you teach people that. And every time, 100% 100% of the time, and this is how my career has been, it leads to some new opportunity. It right. could be a new project. It could be a new role. It could be a new company. Um, it works. It really right. works. It's funny because I'm a big believer in that. Ever since I was younger, I w- was that informational, can I just learn more? You know, I'm not asking for anything. I just want to learn more. And people are open to having that They're kind of, remarkably like, willing to help. Right? We find that in our business, right? They're right. remarkably able and, and willing blows, to have a conversation with it us. It blows right? people right. away because it most does. people don't think that's possible, that they would never spend a minute of time to talk to them about anything, when in reality, it's the complete opposite. And in fact, the busiest people will find time to talk to these people about what they're up to. The more you know? accomplished they are. It's right? almost like yeah. the more they want they to They want to give help, back and they help. Do. Yeah. Which is marvelous. Do you find that as uh, well? Oh, it's so it's so true. It's so true. And I mean, I mean, it's just it, it makes a huge difference. People are very reluctant to do that. But a hundred, I always say to people, anyone you want to talk to, I don't care if you know them, I don't care if you don't know them. If you're if you contact someone and say, I'd like to learn more about what you do, a hundred percent of the time. A hundred, and it is true. <laughs> Try it out. A hundred percent of the time, you're right. People will say right. yes, and they and they're happy. I mean, f- by the way, who doesn't like to talk about themselves? <laughs> right. Right. They're flattered. You're flattering them. I mean, right. right. That's what you're asking them. Right. You're saying, "Tell me about you." I think you're doing great. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and they love that. I mean, everyone does. And and I mean, I think it, it it's fun for the person sharing because when you don't get that chance to pause ever and reflect. Right. And I think when you you get asked that and you start sharing it i think it's invigorating to you as an individual because you're kind of like wow i guess you know that was kind of cool i didn't think it was but right. i guess it was you right know? I, d- I didn't appreciate it while it was happening but obviously it that person thinks a lot of that so yeah that's right yeah so now from a mercer standpoint what are some of the other innovative things you guys are doing because it sounds like a wonderful culture 
It's a really incredible culture. I mean, in terms of um, the collaboration um, and the brilliance, I would say, that exists in our organization is pretty impressive, which basically means there's so many people to reach out to. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot to, of reason, no, no reason to think that there's not a resource there exactly, for you, right? No exactly. excuses. Yeah. So um, I think, so I talked about the career maps. I talked about the board of directors. Um, I think, and tied to that is also sharing the career stories. So we mm-hmm. actually do little videos of people um, talking about their careers. And we actually oh, cool. do encourage people via social media to reach out to them um, to find out more. And I had a recent conversation with um, one of the women who attended one of the Rising Professionals breakfast. She reached out to me afterward to talk about uh, her career. And she's, you know, maybe three or four years in. And she was... Um, so bright and so capable and when and i just it was it was literally an hour conversation i said what are you interested you know about going back to the (laughs) three things what are you good at what are you interested Mm -hmm. in what have you done so far in the business what about the business interests you what else do Mm -hmm. you think you'd like to do and um following the conversation i connected her with five different people literally globally because one of the things she was interested in was maybe moving you know doing an overseas assignment somewhere and um she's got like five opportunities she called me this is within about a three-week period she, wow. called, she reached fantastic. out and all i did literally i had an hour conversation i sent emails to five people just introduce hi here's this person here's this person um here's why i right. thought you should connect I'm and done. that's it done. I'm done right exactly she took the ball and met with them all and then she called me i think two days ago and she said okay just want you know i have like five possibilities <laughs> and i said well that's great wow you know but she made it happen well that's right? ultimately the person is responsible for their own career well right? that's no yeah, see i yeah. want to explore that question a moment because i do feel as a leader in our little organization i have a responsibility to try to help them navigate the path but to lee's point at some point and they do have to take personal, personal account. They do, yeah. yeah. I think it's both. I mean, I think there's, if you could kind of think that there's the organization, there's the manager, your manager, and then there's you. Right. I think most of it really sits with you. You can't just sit there and wait. wait for the phone to ring? You really? <laughs> you have to choose yourself. <laughs> right. Right? So you got to know yourself. You have right. to try things out. You have to, um, you know, different organizations are different about this than others. I mean, some organizations, um, especially when you're a new uh, colleague coming in, they'll bring you in, they put you through a a very structured training program, they'll rotate you around every six months or things like that. And that's great. And sometimes it lasts for a year, sometimes for two years. And that's really fabulous. But when you get to the end of that path, whatever that is, if you're lucky enough to have that program, you've got to figure out what do I do next? Yeah, what do you want to do and for a living, And all of a sudden, right? you kind of get dropped into the deep end of the swimming pool. And a lot of times, they don't know how to do that, if they, especially if there's no placement. So um, I think that it's, first of all, sits with you. And there is a technique to it. I mean, it, you can teach people. Their best practices, there right? Are. And there's tons of books and, and, it, and, and things that I'm talking about, like informational interviewing or, you know, how to get to know yourself and your interests. I mean, there's tons of resources mm-hmm. to help you with that. So first and foremost, it sits, it sits with you. And what I always say to people, and it always surprises me, and this speaks to the manager part, I always ask people in a group, one of my, I have two favorite questions. One of them is, um, how many of you, how often do you meet with your manager? How many people meet with their manager once a week? 
And what do you think? What percentage? Oh no, of they're the- they're ducking her. I'm, <laughs> I'm ducking my. I don't manager. want to be with if my I manager. I see my manager coming down the hall. <laughs> I see her coming down the hall. I'm wow. ducking. So how many people do you think? I mean, percentage-wise, right. in a room, how many people? And it's pretty consistent. Twenty-five percent. Yeah, that's about right. So only twenty-five percent of the people meet with their manager once a week. Then I say, how many people meet with their manager once a month? How many more? Once a month. Fifty percent? Not no. It's Less? something like thirty percent. It's really? not much. Wow. It's not much of a job. And then job. I say, how much of you <laughs> never meet with your manager? <laughs> Do you most, know the most name of, of your manager? Raise both, both, both hands. hands. Really? Right. Yeah. No. Wow, that's and, stunning. And so I'm. I, so what I say to them is, listen, y- if your manager isn't meeting with you, guess what? Go meet with your manager. It's not that hard. <laughs> Set up a meeting, right. and you go in there and you talk about your performance. And your goals and your and challenges, get, and you right? ask and for, for feedback help and help, and you tell them <laughs> right? what you think. You ask for feedback yeah. on what you should develop. You give them your thoughts, and you come up with a plan. It does. You don't have to sit and wait. I mean, good managers will do this. And by the way, all, all right. you good managers out there, keep, <laughs> keep doing, doing it. Keep it up because you're going to get more yeah. out of your yeah. talent. But if you're if you're the individual, and it's not happening. It's pretty easy. Just initiate. It. And why so, why isn't it happening? I think people feel intimidated to do it or they But the feel, manager feels, oh, why isn't the manager doing right, it? Right. Like it <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Well, are they do, are they not doing it because they don't want to know? <laughs> well, I mean, or they don't want to deal with the problems? I think there's several reasons. One is uh, managers first of all there's some great people managers out right. there. And um, you know, some of them automatically just value doing it. That's but seventy percent aren't meeting with the people. Most of them not. <laughs> um, second thing is some of the managers they get promoted to be a manager because they're an excellent ex. Right. Okay. They're an excellent seller. They're right. an excellent consultant. But they may not be an excellent they're manager an excellent of people who do X. But right? they have no idea how to manage people. <laughs> nor sometimes the desire, by the way, but often the career path up in an organization is to be a manager. Manager. And so if that's the only way to succeed, you that's your reward for being a good ex <laughs> right, and a good right. ex. And then you're stuck with these people. And it could be either you're not going back to the three. This, these circles <laughs> right. are very it's powerful. Right. We not, keep coming back <laughs> to them, right? You're not interested. Right. Or, by the way, you're not skilled. Right. I mean, it's not automatic that we come born knowing how to manage people, right? So mm-hmm. you ha- there is a skill set to giving someone feedback. And mm-hmm. by the way, it's really easy to give someone positive feedback <laughs> it's not so easy to give someone negative feedback and sometimes a lot of people avoid it i mean these are human nature right. things and they're common in every single organization um but i think the key thing is you know you can you can teach managers this and and you can get them comfortable with it and the organization has to value it right. i think that's the other and thing. that's i mean we talked about the individual the manager and the organization the organization's role i believe is to create that environment that it's safe and okay to do these things. And um, it's, you know, that's where they contribute to this. Like, it's great to say, oh, I have to have personal accountability. and I have to, But if the organization isn't going to foster that, I better find another organization. Yeah, I think. yeah. And I think that, that is definitely a very key point because I think the whole culture of the organization stems from the top. Right. And it's the commitment of the, it starts <laughs> with the CEO, um, and the rest of the executive team, because you the, can control your culture. You There's can a totally lot of control right. The That's something you have total yeah. control of. I mean, you it, the organization <laughs> comes with one, but when you get right. and when you get new leadership, depending on where their culture was, they may um, 
you know, you may get a different style, a different approach, different belief systems, um, different values. But, you know, let's talk about a, 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 a healthy organization, mm -hmm. usually a strong CEO who is a, is a, you know, authentic, strong leader who, you know, mm -hmm. is able to set a clear vision and strategy with some corresponding um, mission and values that's clear. And then you've got the rest of your executive team that, you know, hopefully, again, you have strong leaders who are going to carry the banner. And they're um, aligned, right? And they're That's aligned. The and, they, and they most important, and it's so, again, it's really simple, they have to value the people. Mm -hmm. um, so I've seen leaders, um, not, at, not at Mercer, not at Mercer, but in a few companies ago in one of, a, one of the big divisions, I've heard, you know, it's a very senior level leader literally refer to the people as cogs in the wheel, as mm -hmm. totally replaceable. One doesn't matter from the other. And believe me, that was his... Um, attitude towards people. I mean, he was more of the exception. You know, most um, CEOs and executives and leaders, um, they at a, at a minimum say the right things. Then you have to see if they back it up. You know, are right. they committed to the development? Are they committed right. to the careers? Are they, you know, do, is what they're saying authentically demonstrated? Mm. Um, and, and, and you can tell, you know, you can really tell. And I've been really fortunate because I worked for, for some amazing companies with some very incredible CEOs. And, and actually, because it was, you know, I, I fortunately got to choose if I was going to work at these companies or not. Right. Um, that was a key factor for me was when I interviewed with the CEO was I had to really, when they're talking about the importance of the people and the talent, were they authentic about what they right. were saying? Because I don't think I could do my job in a company. You wouldn't I want to. I can build to. all the things, but <laughs> right. if the culture is not there. Isn't appreciating it, then why bother? I'd be wasting my time. So, so all the companies I worked for have had really amazing um, impressive CEOs who value the talent and then it makes my job really easy right um, because they're creating that that um, leadership and buy-in from the top it makes a big difference because people in their career don't quit jobs they quit bosses right they do yeah they quit their manager <laughs> yeah I right? think you're right about that that's yeah. true. It's it is probably it's it's probably the number one um, reason why people right. I haven't really thought about it in those terms but I think you're right I think you're right. I think I got fired from all bosses too. That's a whole different. <laughs> oh, that's a whole different. <laughs> so before we wrap, I, I would be interested to know how are you going to invest uh, the vast majority of your time, energy, and effort uh, between now and the balance of, of the year? Have you got a couple of projects or some things you're really oh. going to hone in so on? I thought you were going to say now in the balance of the day because I'm thinking about all the things. Oh, no. You, no, you get to take the rest. When you have to spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes talking with me and Lee, the policy is we give you the rest of the day. Oh, off. really? <laughs> We'll write you a note. We'll even give you a coupon to McDonald's. <laughs> well, I'll have to see about that. I don't know. Um, but, but in any event, no, we've got, um, we've got a big people agenda for Mercer. And what's kind of cool about Mercer is, um, you know, we consult, I, I mentioned, in health and benefits, um, retirement, investment, and talent. And so what's great about Mercer is um, we sell talent strategy and right. consulting that's one of the things we sell my job is internal so i'm not selling it but by the way if we're selling it we have to be best at it you better be. all right and so because um, authenticity is important right exactly so our clients often will say well what does mercer do how do you guys do it <laughs> and so i use a lot of our tools and approaches and um you know we're continually upping the game around our so our people search so for the rest of the year it's mm -hmm. everything around um Diversity and inclusion, performance management, um, talent 
management, engagement of our colleagues, um, you know, making sure we have the right leaders in the right roles at the right time, um, you know, planning, planning, making sure we're providing people with the careers and the development experiences, um, not just from a training perspective, but the, the on the job, the mobility, um, the creation of their personal board of directors, um, na- learning how to navigate their careers. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just it for the rest of that's the That's all you're going to be yeah, doing? That's, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, where can our listeners learn more, maybe have a conversation with you, somebody on your team, LinkedIn, an email, website, whatever's appropriate? Oh, well, I am on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, and I am also recently, I'm embarrassed to say the word recently, but it's true, on Twitter. Um, although I have to admit, oh, I'm trying to figure tweetable. out how to use the thing. But, so anyone out there, I could use a board of directors <laughs> member Twitter. who could help me with your Twitter with skills. My Twitter skills. Um, but other, yeah, so that, that's fine. Or, or at Mercer, of course, is is also welcome and um, always happy to discuss any of these topics at any time. So well, what an engaging conversation! Yep. I just thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, we got to do this again. I thank you so much for visiting with us this afternoon. Thank you so much. You made it so easy and fun. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's do it again when we swing back through town, okay? All right, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. We will be back in a few from Training Pros Chicago. This has been a special Business Radio X production brought to you by Training Pros, your source for local learning and development experts. Learn more at training-pros.com.